Kisuk Wisdom, Kisukukit, Kisukoshwat, Kapanishkesh. And uh, we are. There we go. Having a little bit of technical difficulties here, first thing to start off the podcast episode. Just uh, getting my microphone arm things set up <clears throat> and uh, it kind of goes with this week's podcast and I really 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 want to get vulnerable with you this week and the reason why is because of ego. We all have egos. Ego can be a good thing. Ego can be something that gets you up and motivated to start change. And, um, but that also has a falling with it. You know, the ego for most people only allows them to portray and post their best selves online it doesn't allow people to show the struggles they go through daily the things that they have to overcome within their own mind and you know when you when you start looking at people and you you start comparing yourself to people's best selves not knowing the true full context of what they're going through that comparison can be really damaging for yourself for your just for everything with you because you are basically only seeing the highlight reels and that's not for everyone you know not everyone's like that but the majority of people on social media they just share <clears throat> their highlight reels. They never share their struggles, their shames, the things that they don't like to talk about very much. And I and I made this post on my business page in 2021. You know, I was really working on my ego. I was really working on myself. I started to, you know, learn about who I was. You know what what made me me. And I wanted to bring this back up because I really want to get vulnerable with you and to show you that I'm just like you. You know, I'm just human. I'm just a person. Um, The difference is, is I found my dream and I started to follow my passions and I started to follow my desires and I started to work towards them. And that's not to say that you're not doing that either. You know, I'm not trying to take away from your story and your accomplishments but you know there i'm sure deep down inside yourself you know that there's so much more potential within you and um, me showing sharing my these things i have a list of five things you know my ego doesn't want you to know with me sharing these things it's 
allowing myself to realize that, hey, you know, I'm human. I'm pitiful. I'm not perfect. There's no such thing as perfect in this world. You know, that we can always strive to become better. Just a little bit, you know, in, every, in some way in life. And people have this persona when they see certain people online that they think they're perfect. They think they have it all together. And I used to be that way. I honestly used to see certain people and look at them and they're like, wow, that must be nice just to have it all figured out. That must be nice to do this. Not knowing the struggles that they go through as well because they're human just like me. So if you're looking to really, really grow, create a list, doesn't matter how many things it is, three, three things, even one thing, just something that your ego doesn't want other people to know and share that with some people. You know, that's, that's a challenge I want for you to do this week because I've done it before and it's allowed me to just be more free. It's allowing my ego to take a back seat and it allows it to sit back and see, hey, you know, I'm human. It's okay to do these things. And um, number one is something that this first thing on this list that I wanted to share is just, it goes like super vulnerable. It goes really, really deep. And it's it's one of the hardest things, I don't know why, that I had to share before and I let, and I let people know about. But it goes back to, you know, my, my coping mechanism and having abandonment issues as a child. You know, I've talked about it before on my other podcasts, but I didn't have the best of a childhood per se for memories. I had a really, I'm not saying I didn't have a good childhood. I'm not trying to take away from what my, my adopted mom gave me, but I also had a lot of trauma within that. You know, my first memory as a kid is the, the awake of my older brother's funeral. And my second memory is, is being at my brother's, my older brother's funeral when I was two. I, I was literally, um, his, he was buried um, three days before, I, before my birthday. So I was two turning three when he passed away. And I can remember these things and for the longest time, these events felt like nightmares, you know, and I, and I thought they were nightmares for the longest time as a kid growing up because I would have them and they were reoccurring and they were actually true events. So I have a coping mechanism that makes me feel safe um, when I sleep. And when I was, I don't know exactly when, but I know when I was when I was a little baby, uh, my guardian mom, my adopted mom, made this blanket for me, and it and it was like uh, it has all the the Mickey Mouse Disney characters on. It has like Pluto, 
Daffy Duck, Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, you know, has all the, all the characters of Disney. And ever since I can remember, I've had to, to sleep with that. Even to this day, like this day, as I record this, I still sleep with that blanket near me. And that's, that's my coping mechanism. And I don't share that with a lot of people. And I, and I want to be super vulnerable with you to show you that, hey, you know, I sh- I'm still growing. I'm still learning every day. So I sleep with a baby blanket, a, a blanket that was made for me when I was a baby. And that, and I understand where that comes from now. That's my, my childhood abandonment issues. You know, it's my coping mechanism. And a lot of kids will create things in their life to cope with. I remember watching I'm Not Your Guru by Tony Robbins. If you don't know who Tony Robbins is and you've never seen I'm Not Your Guru, I I highly recommend that you check it out. It's on Netflix. I don't have Netflix anymore, but it's on Netflix. It's on a few streaming platforms. And there's this little boy who Tony Robbins, or he's not a little boy anymore, but he was a little boy. At the time this happened but he would stutter and he had a severe stuttering problem and Tony Robbins you know as this guy was an adult took it all the way back to figure out where it started and it actually started when his when he was a little boy his mother and father would fight and I, and I believe I might not be telling this story the 100% truth. You'll have to go check out the, the documentary for itself. But the father used to beat the mother. And they would fight. And he would do things to try to try to break up the fight. You know, as a kid, you want to do the best you can to protect both your parents. And he started to stutter like... Um, this character he would watch on this TV show. He, I, th- I think it was Porky the Pig. He was talking about how how Porky the Pig would help him kind of... He watched Porky the Pig and all that stuff when this was all happening. And he started to stutter to, to make the problem go away from his parents between them. To put the situation on him so his parents would stop fighting. And that stuck with him throughout his whole life and when Tony Robbins realized this and brought it back and worked on him with him the guy stopped stuttering so there's things in your life that you might be doing today that might actually be a coping mechanism for you when you were a kid it worked in that time so you kept doing it and it doesn't work for you now and it doesn't serve your purpose now so uh the second thing my ego doesn't want you to know. Um, I still remember this like it was like yesterday, but I was seven, around seven years old. I don't know exactly how old it was, but I was like around seven, six, seven, maybe eight. And I had this best friend and he, he played hockey. And like I spent, I spent a lot of time with this friend, you know, during the summertime, I'd always be at his house. We were always... I was always visiting him with him, playing, you know, I was always, he was like my best friend, you know. Like, you know, you see in the movies, you had that one best friend. That's how he was with me. 
And I remember I had just gotten over a, a flu. And my friend really wanted me to go with him on this trip to Spokane, Washington for a hockey thing that he had. And, you know, me being a little kid, I really wanted to go. I really, really wanted to go. But I had just gotten over a flu. I had just gotten over being sick. And my adopted mom wasn't too sure about it. You know, she's like, I don't know, you know, you're not 100%. You, you just got over a flu. You were just sick. But we ended up convincing her and I went and I was okay until the Sunday of that trip so it was two days after and it'd been my first time ever knowing what traffic was because I when I was a little boy I was I was in a small town of Creston British Columbia and it was a very very small town like there's only three or four stop signs traffic lights stop signs traffic lights it's not that small and I didn't know what traffic was and I remember we were stuck in traffic and, and my stomach started to hurt really really bad and I remember it and I was just I was trying my hardest to hold on and we had just made it like literally to the mall because I was like I gotta go wash them I really gotta go wash them really bad and I ended up you know pooping my pants as a little boy because I couldn't hold it because my I just I don't know why and I still remember that you know to this day how bad I felt for not making it to the washroom not being able to to hold it and that's another thing I learned when I went to this UPW event by Tony Robbins you know this one of the guys one of the guys came on stage and was talking about that he's like give yourself a high five every time you go washroom every time you make it to go pee or to take a number two movement because there was one point in your life you didn't know how to, to pee and poo on your own you had to go in a diaper and then you slowly had to be potty trained and now you can make it so he said give yourself a high five every time you make it to the washroom high five yourself in the mirror and say hey i'm proud of you you did it you know there was one time that you you didn't do it in life and that, that was like me you know i i missed going to the washroom had a seven-year-old seven or eight-year-old boy you know which isn't normal for you to do by then but I did and that and uh I didn't make it so that's something my ego doesn't want you to know um my third thing um for the longest time like I said I had abandonment issues and for the longest time, I couldn't sleep in my own bed alone. And it was like, you know, you know how some kids are, you know, they, they sleep with their parents until they're a certain age, but it was like, I was almost seven or eight when I, when I had enough courage to sleep on my own, in my own room, and to be left alone because I had some trauma and some, some PTSD from when I was a kid on being left alone. So I didn't sleep on my own in my own bed until a little bit later in life. Um, <clears throat> on my 19th birthday, this is uh, number four. On my 19th birthday, I, I started working construction at 18, just, just before I was turned 19. 
right out of high school almost. And I remember I worked worked this these long hours doing rebar. And <clears throat> I made a decent amount of cash. And I don't know why, like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was silly, whatever, you're 19. And I would go to those, like, money mark places and cash my checks because I didn't want the bank to hold on to my money for some reason, blah, 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 excuses. And yes, I had a bank account, but I would never go, I would never put the money. I would just cash the check and keep that cash in my wallet. And I would never put it in, in the bank. And on my 19th birthday, I got so drunk, I had like a thousand dollars in cash. And I blacked out. And I don't remember anything that happened. <clears throat> and I woke up on my couch and my house and I was just covered in puke I was covered in puke I had been sitting there good thing I was sitting up and I puked like all over my knees like all over my, my lap and I've done that I've done that a couple of times actually where I puked on myself because I got so drunk that I passed out sitting up I'm grateful that I didn't choke on my puke and die because that could happen. But I, I was sitting up, slunched over, and I puked on myself. A couple times. <laughs> um, number five. For the longest time, I was ashamed of my weight. I had, you know, I had a lot of shame in my weight, like most people do. So this is gonna hit a lot of people, this subject. And so I thought for some reason, if I wore baggy clothes, people couldn't tell I was overweight. And I would lie to myself and say I was, I weighed less than I did. And people were like shocked, like you don't weigh that much, you gotta weigh more than that. Cause they could tell, you know, you, you can't like deceive your weight. Sometimes, depending, if you have more muscle, it, it's kind of deceiving if you weigh more than you actually do. But for the longest time, I was ashamed of my weight. And this year, actually, um, I've embraced my bulk. You know, I bulked up 20 pounds in the last, since September. And today is my first day of cutting that down now. I was talking with my trainer yesterday. We were going over, over prep and over meals I should be eating and what I should be doing and what my workout should be looking like. And I've done it before now, or I have that consistency on knowing what to eat now to help me lose weight and what I need to eat now to gain weight, slowly, over time. And, you know, this year I embraced that bulk. I really did. I really, really just enjoyed it. And I knew I was going to gain weight, but I knew with that weight gain, there was muscle being built under that weight and I can see the definition now and, and it makes me proud and I'm actually excited to see what I'm going to look like in like three months from now like my, my end of my my cutting cycle I'm excited it's like getting a gift wrapping it and knowing what's inside and then giving it to someone and waiting for their reaction to happen you know, that's, that's when we truly feel happiness and joy 
is when we experience that through other people. And that's what I feel like with this weight journey, this fitness journey, is that I'm going to inspire a lot of people to take their health in serious, you know, take their health in like a serious way, in a serious manner. And to show them that they can do it as well if they just create that discipline and that understanding. So those are the, the five things that my ego doesn't want you to know. And you know what? When I first wrote that list out and I posted that, it was hard. But now that I say these things, it's okay. It honestly doesn't bother me like it did the first time I posted it. And this is going to be on my podcast. This is going to be on YouTube. People are going to know these things about me. But that's okay. You know, and there's things about you in your life that if you shared them with people, you would realize that most people don't really care. Because they do care, but they don't care. Because... People are stuck in their own heads. You know, majority of people are stuck in their thoughts. You know, it's like when you're a kid, you're a teenager, and you get a pimple, and you're worried about your pimple, and then you go to school, and then you realize that no one even really notices your pimple. Because you know what? Everyone's worried about their own pimple, and they're wondering, Worrying if other people are going to notice their pimple. Isn't that funny how ironic that is? We worry about things, but yet people are worrying about the same thing. But we worry about it. You know, we worry about if we made it to to where you're supposed to be, in quote unquote, in life at a certain age. You know, you're, you know the, the typical standard, oh, you're supposed to be married by this age. Have kids by that age. Have your life figured out by this age. But that, as today, you know, that that's a broken that's a broken system. That's a broken cycle. Because before, most people would only live until they were fifty. Nowadays, people are living into their nineties and hundreds. So you know, most people would have to have their life figured out by the time they were thirty. Because half their life was already over. That's why when you got out of this high school, you needed to run with your feet. You needed to jump out of the plane with your feet running and kicking. Because you only had 20, 25 years left of your life. But nowadays, if you're 30, you aren't even halfway through your life yet. And that's what I started to realize that I'm not even like halfway through my life and I'm just enjoying the journey. And what's meant for me is always gonna be for me. And that goes for you too. What I was meant for you will always be for you. So get vulnerable with with yourself. And even if you don't share the list, create a list and just read it to yourself. Create a list of like three to five things and just share it with yourself. Read it out loud to yourself and see how that feels. Say things that you would never 
everyone to share to other people. Like, like my list. You know, I never wanted to share this with people before, but it's empowering to let that ego go. It's empowering to, to share these things, to show you that I'm human just like you. So I really hope you got something from this week. I really do. So wherever you're watching this, share this or wherever you're listening to this on, share this with someone. This might just help someone's day. This just might help someone grow and make 2023 their best year yet. So with that, I'm going to end this on Winnegat. Dagas, see you next Wednesday. And remember, everything always happens for the right reasons. Take care, all my wealthy warriors. <laughs>